Welcome back to Round Guy Radio, and this is the first edition of Beat the Round Guy, where we pick high school games and see who can do better than the Round Guy. Scotty Melvin is with us. Welcome to the program, Scotty. Good morning, Dave. Let's do this. All right. Well, the first uh, the first uh, uh, game is brought to you by the Travis Griner Memorial Tractor Ride. It's going to be up in Kyoto next Saturday, and... Uh, uh, you can start signing up at six thirty. I think they roll out at nine. Okay, so this will be the uh, Kinnick game, Liberty at City High, and I'm going with City High plus twenty. Well, I'm going to take City High as well. Um, I am not a gambler, so I don't even understand point spreads. But I've got City High winning handily in this game Friday night. Okay, now Smithburg Auto is. Uh, Going to bring you this. this is kind of a difficult one here. Uh, Mount Pleasant at Fairfield. Uh, what do, where are you at on that one? I don't, for me, I don't think this one is difficult. I've got Fairfield Trojans all the way. I think Mount Pleasant's improved, but I think Fairfield's improved, and I've got them uh, challenging hard for playoffs positioning. So uh, I'm going with the Trojans. Going with the Trojans. I'm going to, you know, I was looking at Mount Pleasant and I'm thinking, that they've got a pretty tough 4A schedule, and they better get some wins on here, and I've got them surprising, Fairfield. All right. Uh, all right, this is a Griner implement of Atumwa. Atumwa at Oskaloosa. Atumwa at Oski. This one's a little tougher for me. Uh, yeah, the, it's a big rivalry game. Atumwa's a little bigger school, a lot of question marks. Oskaloosa's got some question marks, but I feel like Oskaloosa's owned this one recently, so I'm going to stick with the Indians. I'm picking Oskaloosa. Okay. So you're picking Oskaloosa, and I'm going to agree with you on that one. All right. Washington discount tires. Washington Demons at Burlington. This is another tough one. Uh, Burlington's coming to Case Field in Washington Friday night. Uh, that was an even matched game through a half a year ago down in Burlington. And it was all Burlington in the second half. And, of course, they had a weapon that I didn't even know about that burst onto the scene. Uh, Bryant Williams last year, but he's gone. I think Washington is a little upset at how their season went last year. They bring a lot back. Uh, they did lose some kids, but I think they bring more back than Burlington. I'm going demons at home. Going demons at home, and I, I, if this game was in Burlington, I would take Burlington, but uh, I guess I'll go with you on this one. All right, the Helmuth Ford Mid Prairie West Burlington matchup. Ooh, that's another good one. Um, Mid Prairie lost some great players from a year ago. I feel Coach Cavanaugh will have them reloaded and pushing hard for playoff spot. Uh, West Burlington's much improved, and I think they're going to uh, make some noise this year as well. This should be an evenly matched game, but I am going to go with the team that's got a little bit more of an established program with uh, our Mid-Prairie Golden Hawks edging Burlington just barely. West yeah, Burlington. Sorry. Yeah, I'm worried about West Burlington in this game. Uh, yeah. Because we haven't really seen Mid-Prairie yet this year, and yep. – uh, we know West Burlington. Every every coach I talk to talks about how West Burlington's improved, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Mid Prairie. All right, now here's uh, Beyond Beautiful Benches presents uh, Fort Madison and Keokuk. This one I have less, um, unless and I could be surprised, but I have I have um, 
full confidence in Fort Madison in this one. I think they'll go down to Keokuk to Calvert Stadium and come out of there with a win. I'm going Bloodhounds. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you, although I look for Keokuk to be like their baseball team, much improved. You know, they went the baseball team went from two wins to 13 wins and a playoff win. So uh, I think things are looking up there in Keokuk. They are. I, I agree with that. Okay. Uh, we've got uh, Elsie's Kitchen, and this is a big matchup. Meepo at Wapolo, or uh, I think it's at Wapolo. I've got uh, Wapolo traveling to Mediapolis. Okay, well, to, uh, well, Wapolo at Meepo then. But uh, we got, you know, Mediapolis a little bigger, bigger school here. It's an old rivalry. Um, Mediapolis brings back too much for me to pick Wapolo. So I'm going to go with the Bulldogs in this uh, Class A versus 1A game in Mediapolis Friday night. Well, yeah, uh, Meepo uh, – the coach of Meepo's interview last night crossed into the second highest all-time rated uh, show ever. And uh, I'm going to go with Meepo, too, on that one. So, Jefferson County Realty, Pekin and Cardinal. Ooh, that, uh, this one has me intrigued as I was scanning through the list of, of games. You know, Cardinal just really put it on Pekin last year up at Cardinal and they've been waiting many, many, many years to do that to the Panthers because Pekin has owned Cardinal for decades, it would seem. And uh, they held nothing back. I think the final was like 70 to 14 or something like that. But you know what? Pekin's not going to forget about that. Cardinal has lost so much firepower. I think they've got things um, really headed in the right direction as far as a, a program there. But I think Pekin's got revenge on the brain. I think Pekin is ready to cross into that uh, win column. And I think I'm going to pick the Panthers at home over Cardinal in game one. Ooh, going out on the limb here a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Well, uh, Cardinal loses a lot. And uh, Pekin uh, looks to be much improved. And Pekin is going to get a – I have no doubt they're going to get a win. Uh, but it ain't going to be this week. i got Cardinal in that one. All right. Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa gives you Durant and Sigourney Kyoto. This one's another hard one to pick. Uh, Durant brings back so much. They got Nolan DeLong back. He's making uh, top 50 lists in the state of Iowa as far as football players go in all classes. That's how good he is. He's back. He had some success against uh, the, the Cobras last year, and they played twice. Um, that first game was a real nail-biter. Sigourney Kyoto pulled that one out um, at Durant. And then, of course, they, they handled them pretty pretty well in the playoffs. But Sigourney Kyoto's got some question marks coming in this year, some new kids to break in and everything, and it's a first game of the year, and that's uh, always going to be tough. Um, things may not go as smooth as you would like. But I cannot go against our Cobras at home in the snake pit. I think they're going to do what they did in week one last year and just pull out a dramatic victory. I'm going Sigourney Kyoto. Yeah, this is a good test for Sigourney Kyoto. That, this game was a, a three-point field goal game last time uh, on the on opening day. But uh, Durant's got a long drive. Uh, we'll find out what Sigourney Kyoto is made of. Uh, and they got a tough test this week, but I'm going with Sigourney Kyoto. All right, now here's, a, here's a kind of an interesting game for you. Van Buren and Central League. It 
is interesting because I don't have – I'm going to go ahead and say right now, Van Buren Warriors, they win this, and I think they win it big. I right now don't have a lot of faith in the program down at Central Lee. I don't know what's going on with it. I do know that it's not been traditionally successful, and it seems to be in that mode still. I think Van Buren is poised to make some noise. I think uh, they've got some great athletes back. I think they tasted a little bit of success last year, and I think they'll be much improved. I think they'll raise eyebrows, and I've got them winning big against Central Lee this week. I forgot to mention the sponsor of that game is the Iowa Heartlanders. Heartlanders hockey is going to start here in October and get ready for the season. All right. Uh, John Bain uh, of Wayland, Iowa, he wrote a book, and he spawned uh, Christie's Journey. The beat goes on, and uh, he sponsored uh, uh, football this season. So we're going to give him the Waco game to sponsor this week, and it's Springdale and Waco. Um, I'm going to go ahead with uh, the Waco Warriors. We saw what they could do against a top-10 team. Last weekend against uh, Southeast Warren, I don't think Springville is anywhere near Southeast Warren's level. I could be wrong, but I've got Waco winning this one big at home. Yeah, I I, I definitely have uh, I got to be with Waco after what we saw last week, and uh, I'm I'm with you on the Van Buren. I don't know if I said that or not, but uh, now this game here is I'm just throwing this one out. This is uh, awareness of the need for officials. We need umpires, we need football officials, and we're desperate for them. And it's a good career, and you can make a lot of side money, and uh, you could do something that – because without these uh, referees, we can't – referees, umpires, officials, we can't play these games and these kids' dreams and we become unfulfilled. So I know that's something you're passionate about, but this is the – I don't know, one of the tough games that we're going to have to pick here. Uh, We've got – Winfield Mount Union, and who after last week I thought, boy, they can't. I just think they can't be beat. They can't be touched. But then I look on the schedule, and they're playing Moravia. Yeah, this is a really great uh, week two non-district test for Winfield Mount Union, but it's also equally as great of a test for Moravia. Moravia did steal that win down at New London. Um, and uh, they, they are favored in their district from what I've heard. Um, you saw what they could do with their athletes on the baseball diamond. So we know they've got a, a success mentality there and a winning mentality. Um, we spoke briefly to an assistant coach in passing there um, down at Martinsdale. Yeah, they were up there scouting the, the team, weren't they? They were, and uh, that was cool to see, and he was a great guy. I was glad to get to chat with him for a minute. The one vibe I got from him, though, I believe this guy underestimates – just how tough it is to defend a division one kid <laughs> on the eight man level that, you know, Cam Buffington is a one man wrecking crew and he's not out there by himself. He's got a more weapons than I thought they would have. Um, yes, their, their bench is a little bit shallow, but they, the kids that are out there on the field are very good and they just got better and better throughout the game. And, um, I'm telling you right now, if you're playing eight-man football and you're lining up against Winfield Mount Union with uh, Cole Milks running the show and Abram Edwards and Cam Buffington lined up behind him, man, you are—you better get everybody gang tackling because one guy ain't bringing these two kids down and they will turn up yards and, and run in touchdowns. So I think this will be a lot uh, more of a stern test than Audubon was for the, for the Wolves, but I'm going with the Wolves. I think they're going to – 
continue to win. Well, uh, I would disagree with your assessment that they uh, that they stole the game there. I thought Moravia outplayed them, and uh, I know Blaze Porter didn't play. That that would that might have been a big factor in it. But uh, man, Moravia put some points up on the board, and they threw the ball well, and they threw the ball deep. And I think that'd be a real real challenge. But uh, you know. Uh, it's going to be hard to pick anything against Winfield Mount Union this year. They are so good. They're so versatile. They have so many weapons. Uh, they've got that Miller kid that, that runs really crafty little runs, and then they got Abram Edwards that they can get the ball to on top of them. they got a new quarterback that seems to run the system well. I'm going with Winfield Mount Union. And uh, uh, if you, you want to do a bonus one since we got a little extra time, that's up to you. You made the list. Albia and Eddieville Blakesburg. I know virtually nothing about either of these teams. Um, I don't feel that like either right, of them well, are probably strong in their districts. I'm going to go with Eddieville Blakesburg. Eddieville Blakesburg, and I'll go with Albia. All right. Just to, because I only mention that because our good friend Jacob Linsendorf is covering that game. So we'll get a little uh, okay. Eddieville Blakesburg. Versus and all right, well, Scotty, uh, is there uh, any anything else going on? Uh, I, I, there's a couple things I want to promote, but I, I want to give you a chance to say anything that's on your mind here. Uh, just a discussion I had with a source last night that's close to all of the Iowa City um, schools uh, informed me that Ty Hughes, the quarterback from North Liberty that I spoke highly of for for them, that's returning this year. He's no longer at North Liberty. He's transferred to West Branch. So if you run into any pickums. Um, Keep that in mind uh, for both of those squads. West Branch was already strong. If they've got this kid too, uh, that might that might sway me and some uh, uh, tough pickums, you know, because he's only going to make West Branch that much tougher. Well, we we, uh, we we picked a lot of games, but there were so many games I didn't want to leave out, and I didn't think any of those deserved to be left out. But uh, uh, anyway. Uh, we're we're moving forward with this coverage. Uh, if everything works out, we're going to do a I'm going to do a little tailgate in the uh, parking lot of the Kinnick Stadium, and we're going to do some interviews. And I'm going to call Kinnick Stadium see if they can get me set up in the. I think they got a podcasting room. They, they've got they got certainly have some facilities that we can use there, and and uh, so hopefully we'll be get the internet and we'll be able to pump out news and information all night long. And uh, I've got lists of people that I'm working with to provide scores and uh, stuff like that to you. But I got a special interview Thursday and that's with a guy named Mark Henderson, Hendrickson, who's originally from Richland. And uh, I want to talk to him uh, because he, you know, he's kind of a football legend. He's you and I, and he, he's assistant coach at Iowa and uh, Georgia tech won a state, a national championship as a coach and Western Illinois coached a lot of times. So, but he's going to come on because prior to Friday night, the last time that there was games at Kinnick stadium uh, in 1975, the last time he played in that game and uh, he played in that game for Pekin and it was a state championship game. And I think there was other games after that, but I think there was, but uh, he played at Kinnick stadium. So we're going to hear uh, from a football legend, what it was like to be a high school kid stepping onto the field and playing football. You think that's going to be a good listen, Scotty? 
I do. And I dug into that that year a little bit doing some research. And I don't want to give away any spoilers because you'll be asking him the questions and he'll be setting you straight. But there was, uh, you know, several classes of football, of course, back then. Some played at Kinnick and some did not for the state championships. But that's where I'm going to leave that mystery and he can solve it for us. Yeah, he can. And uh, so I just think it's going to be a great perspective, you know, bringing the past and the future together. And, uh, but the also kind of want to acknowledge there's quite a bit of tick up in our Iowa City audience. Uh, can you speak a little bit to that, Scott, on what was going on on Twitter and everything? Oh, I, I imagine it's because we did our little uh, our little coverage, uh, our version of it anyway, for the Clash at Kinnick, which uh, you know may have been pretty basic because we we don't typically cover those teams too much. A little bit with North Liberty since they play some of our schools uh, in a district format there. Um, I've got a son at City High. He doesn't play sports or anything, but that kind of keeps me interested in what they're doing there because my kid goes there. And uh, so we, we covered it. We put the podcast out. I typed the schools. You never know if anybody's going to listen or not, but I, I think they jumped on it. I think City High's got this, uh, and I think they like my quote, this monstrous uh, resurgence going on there with their program. They're proud of it. They want the coverage. They want people to take notice. You know, they're uh, right now they're kind of our uh, – top tier uh, big school on the eastern side of the state. Des Moines seems to have owned things in football and when we're talking about the large 5A school class for so long. Uh, City High's our best shot to, to bring some hardware back to, to this side of things right now. Uh, typically through the years, a lot of times it was Bettendorf, but they've been a little bit off um, for f- a few years and, and City High's it. And they've got Ben Keeter. He's the face of the state right now when it comes to high school sports. And that's another uh, side note, everybody. Uh, my source told me last night, Keeter has been moved from tight end to running back. He will be in the backfield along with another great uh, running back. I believe the young man's name's uh, Ronnie Major, if I remember correctly. Uh, so look for a potent one-two punch plus the two great quarterbacks for City High. There's going to be a few teams that can slow them down this year. I think their offense would be much improved. You got to get that ball to your ball uh, players. And we saw it with Winfield Mount Union, how they switched things up Saturday with their offense, putting the, the ball in the hands of, of Buffington and Abram Edwards when they needed yards. <clears throat> Excuse me. And now you're going to see it from Iowa City High Friday night. So this is this got just a little bit more exciting. Well, we we are uh, witnessed the uh, multifaceted attack, the running, the, the, the passing, the the multiple players touching the ball. I, I think that's the path to victory. And, uh, you know, believe it or not, I've never been to Kinnick Stadium. This is my first time seeing it. And I'm uh, really thrilled about this game and excited about the football season. And after looking at those matchups, I just couldn't believe there's that many great matchups on opening day. What did you think? Yeah, the, I didn't expect there to be so many hard-to-call ones. I thought we did, you know, there would be uh, kind of a – a slow start here for us on our pickums, you know, and, and beat the round guy. And we, you know, there, as the list played out, I'm like, man, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. It just kept going on and on and on. There's not very many easy picks. And even the ones I think are easy, it's first game of the year. And there's so many new faces. It, it may go the opposite of how I think. Well, uh, we disagreed a little bit this time, I think three times, which is kind of unusual. Usually it's one or two, but yeah, uh, yeah. but it's the opening day. So nobody knows and everybody's guessing. <laughs> That's right. It's it's a big guess, except for uh, you know a, a small handful. 
All right. Well, uh, thank you, Scotty, for being with us. Thank you, listeners, for listening with us. I think you're going to enjoy this uh, Beat the Round guy. Uh, it was super hot last year. It's a lot of fun. We're going to be bringing in a lot of guests. Uh, and uh, some of, we had a couple that wasn't able to do it the first week. But next week, it'll be more than just me and Scotty and, uh, and the Round guy. But uh, we'll do it every week. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs>